What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Runners Club podcast. Happy to have you. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm your co-host. Why your voice? Why your voice do that? Why did your voice just do that? Y'all, she did not sound like that two seconds ago. Why did your voice just do that? Wait, do one more time. Do one more time. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Runners Club podcast. I'm your co-host, Courtney Phillips. This is Ian Gonzalez. You already know. Yeah, don't don't do me like uh, North did Kim, please. I know I have my my recording voice. Wait, what you talking about? North was talking about. Uh, she was telling her mom like, "Why does your voice sound like that every time you do an Instagram video?" <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> that just threw her mama all the way under the bus. Completely. I need some black tape right here because they not paying us money for sponsors. <laughs> yeah, but how how does your voice sound though? <laughs> Y'all let me know. How am I sounding right now? Like, is this is this way better? Like, are you just slowly leveling up, leveling up the sound right now? Word to Jeremy, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? Gumbo that came through with the fire mics, nigga. <laughs> Constantly on the upgrade. So yeah, welcome back, y'all. We um just we're just doing a quick little intro warm-up real quick because we are we have a guest today. And honestly, having Aaron last week was great. I love having guests. I just want everybody on. Mm-hmm. I want to hear other, mm-hmm. other than that, it's like a therapy session for us. <laughs> right. And I'm like, how often do they get dumb. right? Maybe, maybe once in a while, but let's talk about some other runners. Um, yeah. Uh, well, just real quick. How you feeling? I'm feeling beautiful. Um, I'm a, a beautiful 33 this week. You feel me? Birthday just passed. You know? April 5th. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been really nice. Um, um, the birthday day was kind of chill, kind of slow. Um, my birthday party, I guess, which is weird for me to say, is this uh, is this weekend. You know, Karen kind of put it together, got all the homies together and everything. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but she got me this really wonderful gift. She knows I love tools. And I got an Apple Pencil for my iPad. The way he is showing t- it off like he's in show and tell right now. <laughs> Hey, like, oh my God, like I've been like writing my notes and then like you can do, you can do the little pen option where the, where the handwriting turns into like text. Like I was in my little business class yesterday getting down on the notes. Uh, I, I did a whole, like, I don't even know if you've seen it, but we having a meeting, me and Courtney having a meeting on Friday. I didn't did like a whole ass like pre-meeting, like <laughs> document and stuff like that. Like I just been... Having so much fun. God the tools, bless. the tools inspire. Yes, yes. Handwriting is so much better than typing for my mental thoughts flowing. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. being able because I don't, I, I, I hate keep trying to keep up with a, with a, uh, with a notebook. Also, I'm left handed, so smudging is real. So having this digital notebook right here, having this pen, being able to write with it, it is amazing. And yes, I'm going to talk the entire time with my pen and my hand like this. Yeah, no, you, no you, you're reason. talking with purpose right now with that pen. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm really loving it. But as nice as this is, mm-hmm. all the ingenuity and the technological advances Apple put into this pen, the real treat was my birthday card. 
That was the real truth. What's it say? So if you're watching, if you're watching on YouTube right now, because because you're a because you're now, a real you know supporter follower, you feel part me? of so the Runners you, Club gang. If if you listening, I appreciate it. If you're getting these mouths, keep going, don't stop. I know I just shocked you with the fact that now you got visuals, visuals. for us. You feel me? But later, go back, slide in. I think we like five minutes into this. Check out my birthday card that Karen got me. I'm um, looking at two Dober, not Dobermans. I have, I need uh, to get out of the idea because yeah, I have hilarious. a Doberman. Two golden retrievers. Yes, yes, yes. It reads, happy birthday to my forever by my side guy. And the reason this is really interesting, and even if I read the inside of it, it's really cute, really heartwarming. Mm-hmm. But she kind of realized after buying it and reading it and starting to sign it, that this might be a card that two men would give each other. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're in like baseball caps sitting on those lounge I mean, chairs that you pop out neutral. at like a concert or at it, your it campsite. Like it's mad gender neutral, but also like it looked like buddies, but this is definitely like a I love you card. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I love you card. You feel yeah. me? Like, I wouldn't buy this from my homie, but if my homie was also my nigga, like, yeah, this is the guy that I would get him. But so I am I am gay for Karen and that's <laughs> fine. So um, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Actually, I am going to read it. I want to read it because I love this. I love being loved. It's awesome. Um, it says, no, I'm not going to read it. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> well, no, too much. Like, yeah, you should have stopped me. Why didn't you stop me? Don't yeah. let me do that. Don't let me go too hard because you know where I am in my life right now. The honeymoon phase is real. I would turn this into a whole nother podcast. Don't let me do it. Okay. Well, I'm going to pause this here while we welcome in Kayla and start the interview. Okay. And then maybe if you listen to the end, we'll read the, we'll read the card. Right. The card will be read at the end. Okay. You got to make it all the way. You can't skip all the way to the end. <laughs> okay. We're back just like that. And we now have... Kayla with us. Hey. Hello. What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like I feel like she has like that name that you say the first and last name all together, <laughs> like Kayla Jeter. You know, period. What I'm yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Five-time world champion Kayla Jeter, right? <laughs> Luke, I've heard, I mean playing sports, I've heard it that way. Only my first and last name together, like my whole life. But when I got into a professional setting, I heard my name and I was like, whoa, like just Kayla. And I was like, who is that? Like, <laughs> I don't know this. All, who are you, this who are you speaking who? to? Right. Who are you referring to? <laughs> all right. Well, Kayla Jada. You know what I'm saying? Miss Kayla Jada. Miss health and wellness coach extraordinaire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Miss putting it down everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how are you feeling today? I'm first grateful to be here. Super excited to connect with both of you. I feel like over the past year, I've gotten to know you each separately. So to be together and have this conversation is super special. So thanks for having me. This is like, this podcast is lit. And I see it all the place on Instagram. I'm like, dang, now I'm a guest. I feel so honored. I feel like this is my initiation to like Chicago and Chicago run. So thank you. Oh my God. Wow. The honor is ours. Honestly, you've been at the top of our list since we started the podcast. So. Don't know why it took us so long. You know, we've, been, we've just been finding our groove. That's and we, I think this is the perfect time because one, you recently did, you did, you did the speed project, but I don't want to jump straight to that. But I just, mm-hmm. we, when you were doing that 
and we could feel your energy through the screen, through our social medias, because we weren't there. It's like, we needed to have you on and we wanted that, like the vibes of like, I did it. Right. And so I don't know, like we could take this, we could, I'm, I feel like we need to know more about you though in yeah, your yeah. experience with working out and being an athlete and just like kind of how you've even found yourself to like this moment. Yeah. I mean, yes, yes. yeah. I'm also a little pressed that you're not wearing this, the, the speed project glasses right now. I was kind of, those are the Oakley's. She, she pulled out the Oakley's. That's when you know it's serious. No personal appearances without, at least having the glasses and then removing them. I mean, <laughs> I, I have arrived. They'll be making, yeah, they'll be making a moment all summer. So they'll be around. Um, and we'll, we'll actually get into that as far as preparing for that and what to get. Um, so yeah, how have I arrived to this moment? That's such a long story, I feel like, but I'll try to keep it as, as sure as possible. So I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, born and raised. And my sport by trade or movement by trade is volleyball. I grew up playing volleyball since I was in seventh grade and um, played through high school, went to college at the University of Tennessee, played there, played overseas in Finland, and then coached for two and a half years at the University of Cincinnati. So volleyball and performance movement, explosive movements has been my, you know, my thing since I was younger. Um, The court's 30 feet to the fact that I run long distance miles right now is become an identity ch- crisis up until really two weeks ago. <laughs> like, who are you? All my volleyball friends are like, you're choosing to run. I guess like, it's happening. Man. It's happening. But um, my dad played professional sports. So he played professional football. He played for the Rams, the Patriots and Giants. He went to USC. So I have been an athlete and it's been in my DNA since the, the, I was. The wow. pedigree is on yeah. point right <laughs> wow. now. Yeah. Yeah. So what position did you play in volleyball? Were you spiker? Yes, Spiker. I was an outside. I was an outside. outside. I was the shortest hitter on my team at Tennessee. Everyone else was easily over six one. Okay, so, yeah. Um, you have to be as tall as as the net was, to be competitive. Like, was, That's how they be looking like, at it. It was like a a group of y'all. Like, yeah, a group of Kayla's. Like, but like taller, and then we're all going out in college in heels. So the average height's like six three out on the strip in Knoxville, Tennessee. Like, <laughs> oh my god. It was a good time, but, um, wow. but yeah, so I've, I've always gotten into, I've always leaned into my expertise being an athlete and like feeling strong in that. Right. Like, so this is before being fit was cool and trendy and all over social media. Like I, in middle school had biceps and quads and I always be like teased for like being built like a boy, like, Oh, are you going to go in the weight room with the boys? And so when this whole fitness industry really exploded and you know being strong became sexy at first I was kind of like y'all used to drag me so much when I was little but then Man. also I'm ahead of the game so here right. we are <laughs> right because I look because Kayla Kayla and I had lunch a few weeks ago and she was like I've been in the gym you know like y'all talk about my legs but I've been in the gym this is years and years and years of growth okay <laughs> I'm like, yeah, 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 totally. Girl, I know I'm behind you. I know. I'm just... Um, yes. We are just, all... Every day, I just 1% better. You like, you know what I mean? I'm trying. I'm trying. I see you out yes. there, though. You're getting it. Both of you. I see y'all. Mm-hmm. Me, listen, me and Aaron have had conversations about, wow, like, what is she... Like, we've been trying to figure out what are you doing? So, like, I want my legs to look like that. I want my show to look like that. Like, it's... <laughs> You are, 
you are an ideal, strong athlete. It's Across like, the board. Yeah, just amazing. So, and then it was like watching you come into the sport of running and it looks, it looked, I don't know how much effort you would actually put it in, but watching you run across the blue bridge like your first day, hearing you talk about it, but then actually doing it, I was like, oh no, this is this ain't just for show. Like this ain't just for the gram. Like this is functional strength at work. Like she's moving. Like you you've been killing the blue bridge since day one. <laughs> right. Blue Bridge has become my happy place for so many reasons. One, the community that y'all seven on Sundays have created and gumbo fit has created that shows up there is like, so it's so much love. Like it's, and everyone's there really just to, I think more so to be with each other than to get in a workout. The workout's like the added benefit, you know? Right. And so mm-hmm. creating a space and an activity that I really think speaks to people from all levels, from me playing volleyball, the court's 30 feet. So sprints, uphill sprints done. You know what I mean? Right, like right, I can, I can do that. And, you know, having people who may not feel as comfortable running longer distances, being able to come up on the bridge and walk. And um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been such a transition coming from an identity, honestly, like physically being an explosive athlete and then getting into distance running. It's been a lot of humbling conversations with myself. It's Mm -hmm. been a lot of, you know, you, you have to train for the long game and not train just to be explosive. And when I did hood to coast um, last fall, I'd been running all summer and that was like the first year I really was consistently running. So I've been doing, you know, hundred miles a summer, which is just May 1st, August 31st, hundred miles. And when I first started it five years ago, it was really just a way to get to know Chicago by foot and explore different neighborhoods and um, meet people and find great food. But I never really committed to like consistent running. Like I, there's this, this run group and that run group. So last year was my first time and after Hood to Coast, I was so excited. I just had been running all summer, but not training to run all summer. And I think it's really important, which I feel like y'all know in your experience, it's like, I think a lot of people pick up running to get in shape, but you got to be in shape to run. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I got done with Hood to Coast, I like pushed my body way too far. I couldn't run for like two and a half months. I like got injured. And mm-hmm. in that moment before going to the speed project, I was like, okay, if I'm going to continue to run, I have to change the way I train. I can't be this explosive flipping tired, dragging sleds, pushing all this weight. And then like running eight, like seven times a week with yeah. no plan. It just, right. my body can't maintain both. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. Cause I, I just want to go back real quick, real quick. I'm just, cause I'm still, I have a lot of questions still. So, but how do you, can we just go back to Finland real quick? Yeah. (laughs) Because, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Because I like, before we take this story all the way to like now, 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 like you were, you, you were a hitter. You went to Finland. You've played professionally. Like, I'm assuming you've won championships. I'm assuming you've like had an experience as an athlete at like, you, you've been a successful athlete. Yeah. So, totally. Let's pull it back. I think my mindset now, is shaped by my volleyball career, right? So I mm-hmm. played at Tennessee where I was an All-American there and I had SEC championships and had had a really successful career being the athletic kid and put quotes mm-hmm. around it because I feel like volleyball is a privileged sport as far as travel. So I was definitely mm-hmm. at a benefit being athletic, but my skills weren't developed kind of like I feel like wide receivers and quarterbacks until I got into yeah. like my pro years. And I tore my okay. ACL in college. So I tore my ACL in my senior year. 
Um, that previous summer I was training with the USA team. They had like a college group that went together. And then that fall, I tore my ACL. It was my first injury I've ever had in my entire life. And wow. I'd, I'd been in the gym when there was injuries. So it, as soon as it happened, I already knew what it was. And my college, my coaches would always tell me like, Jeter, you're so strong. You're so strong. You'll never get hurt. You know what I mean? And kind of like building this idea of like, I can take reps. My, my nickname in college was, was workhorse, which is why I'm the blue bridge. I just go to work. Cause like, that's me just right. like, I can rep that out. You know what I mean? Right. And so, um, having to come back from injury and then go play overseas, which was my first season post injury was a really interesting space as far as living in a foreign country, playing volleyball in a Euro style way. So it's, it's way more strategy than it is power because you're playing against like 30 year olds who can't jump as high, hit as hard, but they're way smarter. Um, right. within that, having to learn how to adapt and find success. So we won our championship when I was in Finland. Um, I got a couple MVPs. And then when I coached at Cincinnati, I actually coached, um, and now USA volleyball team member, Jordan Thompson. And I was a playing coach there, which was a ton of fun. So mm-hmm. I got to just, I got to play every day. I got paid to coach and play in practice. And then within that, I was in charge of our player development and some of our strength training as far as how to keep that functional movement for volleyball players mm-hmm. um, to still find success. And so then at what point did you actually pick up running? Okay. So throughout my life, like I would turn to running as some type of escape, right? So when I'm younger and I'm mad at my mom for not letting me go to a party, I'm going for a run, you know, I'm just going outside. <laughs> and then in college, it was definitely used as a form of conditioning and punishment. So it didn't really have a, a touch point there. Um, when I lived overseas, we could run through the forest. So like run has like always been some type of escape for me to, to some capacity. And it really mm-hmm. wasn't until I moved to Chicago where I started hundred miles a summer living in a city. I didn't have a car, but I knew city like Chicago was an awesome place to live. Really wanted to check it out. And I would just get outside. So I was like, all right, I don't have any experience running longer distances at the time. Like three miles was at one time. What at one time I was like, <laughs> You know what I mean? And this was five years ago. And um, so you started um, 100 miles of summer five years ago. Okay. Five years ago. Wow. Okay. Which is crazy because it it started on like my fitness pal map. No, map my run. Sorry, not map my run. There was 12 people who signed up and it got super competitive. And I was crushing myself trying to run seven minute miles, like for three miles at a time. And um, (laughs) I was like, and I'm used to like, just sprint everything out. And it really took the third year, hundred miles of summer, which was lockdown year. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're all inside. Um, I transitioned. I think it really dawned on me one. I was running my first half marathon that falls running seaweeds, which is Lululemon's virtual. Um, at that time it became virtual half. And I learned how to run and enjoy the run. So I was working with someone right. and she was like, okay, if you're going to run distance, what pace do you want to go? I was like, I just don't want to feel like I'm dying. Like, I don't know what that means. And she's like, let's start at like 930. Like, and you just pay attention to that. And when I first started getting, got into running as it is for enjoyment and actual training, I had to slow myself down a lot. I was running too fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All the that's time. A, I think that's a pretty common yeah. That's a pretty kind of thought process to runners um, when they first get into it or people who don't just think about running, who don't yeah. run at all. It's like, 
You think running is about going and moving yeah. as quickly and you can. That's not what the sport of running is about. It's yeah. like you, you get in there, you take your time. Like I tell a lot, a lot of people who say, oh, running three miles is so tough for me. It's the hardest thing. I cannot do it. Mm-hmm. I tell them the first thing that you should probably do is slow down. Slow I down. guarantee you think you're not running fast, but you're running too fast yeah. for you. <laughs> right. And yes. you need to slow down and you'll go, you'll, you'll move longer yeah. in a running phase than you think you will. I, I couldn't agree more. Cause I, I mean, you think about, I feel like when I had seen distance, you watch, you know, distance runners, whether it's in marathons or in the Olympics or just people out running in the street and they look like they're moving. I mean, they are moving, but everyone looks like they're moving. You know what I mean? So you, in your mind feel like you have to be moving and they're like, wait, I can't, I'm not there yet. I can't move that fast <laughs> and keep my lung capacity at the same time. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's, it's something too, that like, not only do you learn it at some point when you're beginning to really dive into running, but then you have to reach, re remind yourself Mm. so many times over in any moment where you've decided Mm -hmm. you'd want to train for something, or if you just want to go for a run, like your pace is always a consideration because even people who are at elite sub elite, like we hear them talk about running too fast still. (laughs) like, you know, recovery runs are still run, ran too fast. So it's like slowing down, I think seems to be the the thread within running that like Mm -hmm. then gets so easily tied to life because we then carry that same Mm -hmm. energy into the activities we we do outside of running. Mm -hmm. And most of the time the answer is slow down. If you're stressed, slow down. If you feel like you're just doing the most, you know? Yeah. 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 A little, uh, a little extra tip because I know, you know, there's some people who starting to train for the upcoming uh, 13 point Bank of America 13.1 half marathon. Um, I was, I, you can pull up just about any article where it's talking about pacing and it's talking about training and it. All of them will say from the top coaches, top runners, all the way down to our level is that you, there's, when you're training, either you're running fast or you're running slow. If you're running in the middle, you're not really going anywhere. It's not really benefiting you for your training. You're not going to get better and stuff. You have your speed runs where you're running close or at threshold or you're running your recovery or your long runs, which should be at a lot slower pace than what you want to do for a race day and stuff like that. So keep that in mind, that that middle zone, like you want to stay away from that. Keep it either high or low. But um, let's I, yeah, speaking of training. I think about the, sorry, really quick. I just want to speak on the recovery yeah. piece because I think it's something like we, we've we all mentioned is meant to be recovery. It's meant to be slow. It's meant to be um, refueling, recharging. And Courtney, to speak to what you said, as far as those slow runs transitioning into life and moving at a pace that's slower, that's so tough. And I think it's, that's perhaps yeah. a separate conversation around rest and keeping up and things moving 100 miles per hour and trying to feel like you're still making progress, even though you're slowing down. It's like this constant dance. But I saw the Kipchoge documentary, one of the many great ones, and he just talks about run being like this meditative space. And mm. when it fe- mm. like, I feel like when I'm in a good stride, like that's how it feels. It doesn't right. not feel effortless, but it doesn't feel like a struggle. And so right. finding the rest and the pace within those days are your recovery days 
helps you understand what that feels like. And then as I have transitioned deeper into training, I can like feel that when my pace starts to feel like it's in a good spot, it still feels like I'm at ease. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I love that point. And I also, well, it makes me just think about how you took everything that you've learned through, you know, these, Mm -hmm. like all the experience that you've had with running and being an athlete into being a, um, being a coach on Weight Watchers or WW, being a, uh, like leading a run club out of Soho House, um, being a Lululemon ambassador. Like, I want to know, like, how has that informed the choices you've made on like, you know, brands that you've aligned yourself with or opportunities that you've been able to use to like continue coaching? Because like, it sounds like you do enjoy coaching as much as I've also heard you say that you don't want to do like one-on-one training really as much. (laughs) So like what, so like, yeah, tell us like how you kind of have converged into a career of community. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone (laughs) wants to look like you, but you're so inaccessible, (laughs) you know, but it's like, that's part of the game. I get it. I get it. it. It's um, honestly, and the reason behind not being so open to one-on-one training, it, it, there's two. One, it's it's still my personal space to recharge and um, to be in those spaces of autopilot. You know, I could I can come yeah. in a gym, close my eyes, and go through a workout and and get that release that I need. Um, and two, it's my bandwidth. Like I'm, I'm unless people want to get up at five a.m., which people don't. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I'm stretched in so many different but ways. If but, if, <laughs> but that's where I'm like, if I, but that's where I'm like, look, we could do this in a group setting if I have access to a gym with a group of, you know what I mean? But like, but even group, like no more than five, because I like to be hands-on. I like to provide really good information and good detail and make people feel seen and supported, uh, which has definitely led me to where I am now. I, it's probably one of my favorite questions I get is, you know, how did you end up working, you know, with WW as a behavior change coach with Lululemon as an ambassador, all these opportunities. And honestly, like it was God engineered. It was above me. Like I, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't three years right. ago, even imagine where I am now. I couldn't even roadmap it. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I could always do, or at least commit to is seeing, op- looking at opportunities that came to me evaluating whether or not they resonate with what I believe in and what I stand for and what, you know, lights me up and um, is an opportunity then to create greater access perspective or shift the narrative. Right. So before I started working for WW, I was at Northwestern as a project manager in um, with like patient data. So looking at Chicago from a lens of health data, and all the inequities mm. and disparities and inequalities and, you know, what research can then fuel government funding, essentially. And so at the same time, I guess, moved here in 2017, 2019. Um, so go back, 2017, 2016, my dad passed away unexpectedly from a heart attack. Uh, my mom had cancer in 2012. That came back in 2016 and then spread to her brain in 2019. Okay. And when I was at Northwestern <clears throat> working in patient data and hearing about, you know, the disproportionate amount of chronic illness and cancer that affected the black community. Mm. I was like, what can I do? Like, what, what can I, 
how can I show up? And knowing at that time, I wasn't with Lululemon, I wasn't doing anything coaching standpoint, but at, at least could share my experience and help people then maybe decide to take action in their own health and wellness. So when WW came around, I was like, great. I very much believe if we can't get to a gym, if we are too afraid to, you know, go for that walk or run, we at least can start with changing the way we move in the world. So that's behavior change science, right? Mm, It's the way that habits are created or broken based off of human psychology. And my role, my job as a coach, which I just answered on my story recently, WW itself is, is rooted in tracking and food, right? What do you eat to lose weight? Great. My role as a coach, and I've said this plenty of times to my team and my members of WW, is not just to give you the fish, but to teach you how to fish. I want you to okay. learn when you're in the setting, how to navigate that setting versus like Coach Kayla said, pick the grilled chicken, not the fried chicken, but why? And how do you navigate that choice? So when it came to Lululemon also, it's like, yes, I want to create a space where it's inclusive and people feel seen and supported and can move their bodies. But I also want people to come and get something out of it that empowers them to like take care of themselves in the world. So the run club isn't just to run, like we're goal setting, we're reflecting, we're, we're looking at where we can build habits. So then it becomes a catalyst to be well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's, well, one, you, you're it's, 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 I'm sorry to hear about your parents. And I also, I have a friend, uh, her name's, um, Charlotte and she is a a yogi and she also studies like grief. And so whenever we, she's like getting a master's and, and I don't know the proper word, but part of it is like understanding grief and how you can use it. And also how like it never ends and it's never, it's never going to go away. And so, um, it just evolves kind of. And, and so this, to see you be able to speak about, you know, that honestly, mm-hmm. like your parents, honestly, and then also use it as a instrument to inspire your future, you know, career is really inspiring. Thank you. And so, yeah. And I think like, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's something that everyone should to tap into because it's your, it's part of your why. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, I I love that you said that it's part of your why and it doesn't define you because I think there's a fine line there. And for me, I think about my mom and dad sacrificed so much that, and again, grief is a journey. Everyone experiences differently in their own time. But for me to sit and play the woe is me, my parents would haunt me forever. They'd be like, we didn't raise you to do any of that. Like we didn't raise (laughs) you to like to be mopey and sad. And like, you know what I mean? Like we love you. We're always with you, but like we raised you to shine in this world and you have to do that. And I think it can be really, it's, I think it's a slippery slope between making your, you know, trauma as using it as fuel as an instrument to then inform how you move in the future and make better decisions or like letting that define who you are and being stuck there, which can be, Mm -hmm. which can be tough. Yeah. So, okay. Are you currently leading, um, your run, your run club at Soho still? Cause I remember it was last year, but I haven't seen if, if I, maybe I've been missing it, but have you been um, doing that? We back in May. Okay. So you took, you took the winter off. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. Soho members are particular. There's certain times and temperatures. They like to be outside. Yes. (laughs) I get it. So we're going to keep it cute. It'll be Tuesday mornings though. We're going to do early. We're going to do like 
seven o'clock Tuesday mornings um, because Soho members also like their weekends in the summertime. <laughs> so yeah. it's meant to be social and fun and honestly in that space just to connect people from, I love my creatives. I love my entrepreneurs. Like, outside of, um, you know, the black community and empowering them. I also love the people who serve other people. You know what I mean? Like that is their work. I really feel creatives and entrepreneurs just, it's not even a consideration to take care of themselves and move their bodies outside of their work being their expression, um, and what they pour into. So it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, without, if, if, if I started a different business, if my business wasn't around running, like I would, it, I, w- I would not make any time for myself at yeah. all. At all. Let me ask you a question, though. Do you have to be a Soho member to run with your with your club that you meet at Soho? I, I say no, and I'm pushing for no. Um, I okay. think it's, I mean, business-wise. I you can meet better. them outside and just join. Okay? <laughs> That's it. You That's can wait it. till they come out the front door. Last year, <laughs> it was, you didn't have to be a member. You could just pull up. Um, yeah. And I think what, I, what I'm working with the team is as far as, honestly for them membership it would be a better service to them to have non-members join so they could see the experience of being a soho member um so so i'm trying to see the benefit i'm trying to see the benefits too so come through (laughs) right (laughs) i see the benefits too Mm -hmm. but so what's what's the mileage for that uh so that would be approximately three miles we'll keep it simple there'll be a walking route also so about a mile and a half walk um I know, especially as we get closer to marathon or deeper into marathon, there are a few marathon um, runners that show up and they always use like the, our first three miles of like a warm up or just like a fun social moment. Then they go do their own thing. So it's definitely a variety. It's people who walk, which is nice. People who walk, people who are running their seventh marathon um, that just want to get together. So it will be during the week. Like I said, though, I think it'll just lend better to all the other activities that happened on the weekends and training that happens on the weekend. Um, So it'll be a nice little hump day breakup, which we like. Okay. Well, I mean, hopefully I might, I can might come and join. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to have to see. I like the idea that it is during the week. And I, and I love that it's also including, um, it's encouraging creatives to be more active. I think that sometimes there can be like a gap mm-hmm. where like the creatives yeah. and the, and the people who are the entre- entrepreneurs are like, so in that space yeah. that like you, like few work out or there's like, yeah, there's a few that work out and then they don't really know each other. And of course, obviously it's personal working. Like you said, it's like, it's your time to do your thing. But like a lot of them probably don't, from my experience is, it's like, I feel kind of weird sometimes when I'm in Soho because I, it's like, I don't feel weird. I should say, I could just, I see that there's few people that are centered around fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it, there's, I think there's just maybe what our goal is to, is to just bridge that gap. Yeah. I, there's the spaces there. Like, I don't know. I think there is like, there's, there's a space to be like, this is our time where we can just come together and move and get to know each other. It doesn't need to be so scary. Yeah. So you did, you did hood to coast and speed project. I did. When did you do Hood to Coast? I did Hood to Coast in August and um, last year. Miles, did you last year? Like I think, like around eighteen. So it wasn't crazy. And of the two hundred, it's like it was one hundred ninety nine then. Yeah. So when I did Hood to Coast, it was with Lululemon. We had a team of twelve. So we did two teams of six that split up the one hundred ninety nine miles. And so first 
relay race, overnight relay I've ever done. I found out about it. I was invited like two and a half weeks before we left. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And you still ran 18 Mm -hmm. miles? Yeah. So you could imagine how afterward my body was like, Excuse me. Doing? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you? Don't forget who you <laughs> are. Been like, um, no. <laughs> I mean, you've broken you, up, right? You get through it. Obviously, yeah. you, through, you show up, you're there to rally, like you're part of the team. But yeah, like it's it's your body, I'm sure was body and mine. Like, so that's the first time I had run in pitch black, which I could not train for here in Chicago anywhere, and had a huge panic. Like we'd been running all day, and I'm with people who run all the time. We had a great team. My first leg went up. I'm running like pitch black through the forest. There's in the mm-hmm. whole course, there's been people out like, go this way, go that way. I go out there. There's no one out there. So I oh, like wow. ran a mile down, was confused, wasn't really sure. I saw lights behind me. They went a different direction. And like we had like gotten into the gap where there weren't any runners around us anymore. So we were like closing whoever was ahead of us. Yeah. And I ran up and I looked behind me. I'm like, oh, they're not behind me anymore. And I'm like, wait, am I going? And I like psyched myself out. I like called my team. I'm like, where am I? I don't really know. I ran back. Some kid was on like a bench smoking a bowl. He was like, I saw people run that way. I'm like, this is where I die. This is it. Right. <laughs> this is it. This is how it happens. <laughs> this is how it ends. <laughs> Oregon. Oregon. And then oh, so I kept oh, running oh, through. And uh, I eventually made it to some like down through like this forest preserve onto the street some guy was outside like cheering people on he's like go that way you're going great and i saw this deer pop up out of nowhere i was like mom dad stop playing with me i know this is you just carry me through the finish and i came out of the woods looking like i was in terror like the team was so (laughs) excited for me and i was just like in panic mode (laughs) you don't understand i thought i was lost okay I did not know I was going in the right direction. Did not know. Mm. Did not know. But then after that, like my next leg was at dawn and it was dark, but I was comfortable. I was used to it. Yeah. Uh, and then my last leg was in the middle of afternoon. It was the last leg of the entire race. It, that's where I definitely injured myself. It was uphill through a trail. Um, then it got into a road. Then it was down to like on a road onto the sand. And I'm like, just keep up with the girl in front of me. And she was running like seven fifteens, And Damn. I was just like, just keep up with her. And my body was like... <laughs> you haven't slept at all what are you doing right like relax yeah (laughs) and then my leg was just like felt like it was dangling for like a month and a half like 30 feet Kayla this is already 30 feet (laughs) jeez yeah wow I mean wow okay so so have you run a marathon then I have not so how many miles did you okay so you haven't ran a marathon but then how many miles did you run for speed uh speed project uh Around 52. So you ran an ultra. Yes. You ran a marathon, but you just blew past it. So this is my thing. This is my thing. Work with me here. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) the 52 miles was split up over the course of 52 hours. So it wasn't like a straight run. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to a marathon, we were in the desert, which we'll get to, doing mile repeats. Mm -hmm. And during my second mile repeat, I was like, people do this for 26 miles. Like it's of no interest to me. That's of no interest to me. <laughs> I have you thought I'm behind, but like the continued like 26. I don't. It's great. I mean, you kind of black out at some point. Like at some point, that, your your body is moving, and your your soul and mind is just floating above your body, and you're observing it's, it's everything. Because Aaron Aaron figures out these weird ass loopholes too. Like uh-huh. he wants to do all of these. Long ass, he wants to run from Canada to Chicago, run to New York from Finland, like do all of these right. things. 
And but he was like, oh no, I never run a marathon. That's no. way too long for me. Like, bro, like, okay. like Dale the Bull is 90 right miles. Now. Dale the is 90 miles. He was like, yeah, but, you know, you're going to be on a bike. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, bro, you run it, then you get on a bike. Then you go back to running. Like, it's, I don't it's know how breakup. y'all do it. And it's I mean, this, like, this exchange, like, the relay part of it, I really love. I really okay. Love. Yeah. But it's, it's cool because it's like, it's, it's. It's something for everybody. It yeah. makes sense because what you're doing, what you did with the Hood to Coast and the Project is awesome. I can't wait to get my opportunity oh, to yeah. experience those runs because it looks fun. I mean, what was the, in, in, in both situations, what was like the atmosphere of the team, of the crew? I'm like, I, I'm, I'm assuming it was so like, you know, wonderful and supportive. Yeah, so... So Hood to Coast being the first relay I've done, overnight relay, was incredible for so many reasons. I feel like it was my like freshman year into like running like and being around people who like and I, I know non runners say this, but I am a runner, like real runners, like people who like really do all the marathons and show up all the things, which is me now, which is like cool to say. But I like came in as a person who felt like I only showed up for like, I did community runs and I hosted my summer run. And then I would transition to like lifting in the off season. And so being around people who knew each other from Lululemon and just in general from the run community and who are so supportive and so fun and looking to like have fun. Right. And right, right, everyone right, right. there was like, I mean, there was a couple of people who wanted to do like their own personal best and were testing times but like, it was fun. Like there was no pressure felt. And the same was for the speed project since we did it though, you know, we gave, we paid tribute to the original course, right? So speed project is from Santa Monica Pier, for those who aren't familiar, Santa Monica Pier to the Welcome to Vegas sign. It's um, 340 miles. That being said, seventh year they've done it. And when you sign up, there's two rules. One, there's no rules. Right. So the only objective is to get to Vegas as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You had, I'll come back to that. Two, no spectators. So the race is 100% self supported. There, cops are in on this. There's no, the official finish is you text the WhatsApp group when you're coming in. There's no bib, like there's no nothing. If something happens to you out there, it's on your team to help you. A true unsanctioned race. A true unsanctioned race. On purpose. On purpose, and it's yeah, it's it's to pay tribute and to the spirit of runners having to be creative, and like the no specters point is like to y'all to be in it together. So there's people like there's different routes you can take. The OG route, which goes from Santa Monica through Death Valley to Vegas, which is the original course that they took from the first time they attempted to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the I think it's called freestyle, which is you can. Do whatever you want. There's people who take power line roads, cut off 80 miles. There was a team this year that ran through a, a casino. Like, there's no rules. There's no rules. And then you could That's do it wow. solo. So there was five solo runners who started on Monday and did all 340 miles with their team, with their crew supporting them along the way. How many um, days? I think the first person came in Friday morning. When did you wow. come in? 
So we start, so the team started Friday morning. So the solo started on Monday. Start. Oh, mm-hmm. oh so they have a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> yeah, we y'all must have been waited. Like, I mean, <laughs> did you have to stay there a couple extra days? Like, yeah. you know, what is the process yeah. here? We'll be back, y'all. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no, no, that was that. That was that. Yeah. Um, yes, you got it. You're doing great. Jeez. Wow. That's love. Okay. That's love. Let's, let's, let's get into the street project because that's it. it's mad recent. It's mad love. Like you said, it's from Santa Monica to LA. There's so much hype behind it. There's brands there. There's run crews there. It's like the who's who of like cool ass road running. So yeah. can I just add though? Yeah, it's unsanctioned, but they got hosts. It's yeah. unsanctioned, but okay. it's a hype. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's a cool-ass run to do. And it's like, you got to be a cool person. Like, you got to be like, you have to understand that it's, it's yes, it's, the cool part is the unsanctioned aspect of the yeah. rate, right? Because like, you know, Death Valley, that's that just seems like a lot. But yeah. yeah, I mean, there's still, you can watch the live on IG. And mm-hmm. I just remember seeing a lot of like promotion for it. So it, it's a big deal. Everyone is dope. Everyone was a vibe and yeah. I was not prepared. I didn't know that. I like came in, I had no who? idea. And yeah. it, it was like, so. It seemed like there was like, like, like inner rivalries a little Okay, bit. let's talk about it. Let's talk it about it. It was like let's text messages being sent to each other. Like, so, it was drama. <laughs> Yeah. So the WhatsApp group <laughs> oh my God. Um, is a closed group to Speed Project. I think it's each team gets like two people in it. So I wasn't in it. So I am not fully. A, I know of the drama that happens in any comp- in competitive space. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't tuned into all of it. But coming back to as far as the vibe and the spirit and the energy of the Speed Project, it's like the dopest like you said, the dopest runners, the who's who's, but like the culture and the spirit. So we had this all teams meeting. So Lululemon did it with a team of six women to celebrate um, the release of the Bliss Feel shoes, the first shoe for Lululemon that puts women first, that designed for women by women. So we did the OG route with six. Lululemon did it last year with 12 um, freestyle. So this is the first time we've done it as a brand, the, the OG way. And so we pulled up to the all runners meetup, which is just what we thought was a time you'd come in, and you sit in this room, they talk about logistics, what to prepare for. Again, it's not a matter if, but when, when the cops pull you over, like all that stuff, because you can't be tailing with your RV. They're like, what are you doing? You have to, you know, go ahead. And so I, we're thinking we're going to pull up to like, I don't know, like a town hall style meeting. What? We pulled into this RV style fast and furious back lot with a DJ. Someone's on the grill tailgates. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> people are on top of video on, on their RVs with drinks in their hands. I'm like, what in the where am I? Where <laughs> am I? And I was I was glad I ever dressed for the occasion. We were going to dinner afterwards when I came out looking at least semi-fly for the situation, trying to embarrass myself out here, embarrass us right. out here. I felt like I had to represent Chicago the right way. Right. So, yeah. Right. But it was dope <laughs> because there was so many, I mean, there was international crews there. So I think out like Mexico <laughs> and um maybe Australia. That might be a stretch. I can't remember the other team. International crews there, um, like all ethnicities, all experiences. So when the hosts got on, which were three black people, 
um, which was dope. I again didn't expect that yeah. either, not knowing just like distance running, you don't know, like you expect it's right. Like where they find these niggas, like <laughs> no, but for real, but for real, but for real. And he gets on, he was and do like, they yo. run. Okay. And do they run? <laughs> He's like, the the guy got on, and he goes, Yo, in all my years, I have never seen the field. So it was 40, 52 teams, I believe, 400 runners. He goes, I've never seen it look this diverse. And I mean, like all black teams, mixed black teams, team from NOLA team taking shots in between legs, like KRC is out there. Like it was just so dope. It was so dope. And I was just like, let's go. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. The Lululemon shoes. If you heard us talking about this in our previous episodes, you'll know that Ian and I don't know anything about these uh, these new shoes, but they look cute. And and when I saw you running in them, I didn't I was like, is she just putting them on and taking photos or is she running in them? Because you said that you ran a lot. You said, what, 50 miles? That's a lot of miles. I myself and all of my teammates were in the Lululemon shoes the entire time. The entire time. I didn't have one blister. No one came out injured. Um, I think my teammates, one person got, I think, a blister more so from the heat than like a a rub spot from the shoe. Mm -hmm. And granted, I don't have deep experience with shoes. And, you know, you'd be helping me out with my shoes at last lap. So (laughs) you're my you're my inside, my my expertise there. Um, But that being said, I do know what feel what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And to wear a shoe, I got the shoe two weeks before the race. So I only had two weeks to train in them. And Mm. to put a shoe on from the start um, that felt comfortable and supported and then to run so many miles in them. And then the next day, not wake up feeling like I can't walk, you know, like tiptoe, like, oh, like none of like none of that. None of that. Wow. Uh, That being said, like. That was a true field test. Yeah, straight up. And True. I mean, we went through different terrains. Like I was going through down loose rocks on sand, on hot pavement. And um, I, I feel like the shoe, it's not a speed shoe. So I wouldn't, you know, it's not a racing shoe. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't feel like it's, you know, a marathon shoe. I'd have to try it for, I wouldn't have to try it. You Someone ran 50 miles in them though. <laughs> you did run 50 miles in there. Right, you, right. Loki, it should be. Right. But, yeah. um, but as far as like the consistent, like I was able to come off my feet and re- like I took my shoes off in between, put my slides on, got back into them. Maybe um, this is a good question then. What yeah. is the longest distance you ran in one set in those oh, shoes? Nine miles. Okay. Nine, nine miles. But you know, it, it does speak to the fact that you was able to do you know, because, I mean, no, mentally breaking up this 52 miles is different, right? It, it benefits yeah. you mentally break them up. But your, as far as your body goes, it, sucks. it, 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 it don't know. You know what I'm fair. saying? It's, yeah, especially within warm, 24 right? hours and you kept going without stopping. That means yeah. that it's so, accumulating still. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So for you to be able to, at, at, at mile 18, mile 20, take your feet out of these shoes, mm-hmm. let your feet expand, go back into those shoes yeah. and still be comfortable dust. You know, for me, who, who was an avid swoosh lover, like that, 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 that speaks volumes to me, definitely. What That's is the time in between each time you put your foot into your shoe? Like, so it, how, it, how long were your breaks? It depends, right? So that's actually where I have to credit our crew with our strategy because, again, there's no rules to this. So you can approach mm-hmm. it however you want. So when you sign mm-hmm. up and you commit to the OG course, for example, they give you a guidebook. And in the guidebook, it's mm-hmm. broken up 
into 36 segments, which um, stop about 140 miles outside of Vegas. Because at that point, you're like, what can people actually do? So our right. original game plan, this was before we, we went up to the RV Fast and Furious, all meters, all, all runners meet up, was uh, we'd split up the legs by difficulty okay. by runner. So one through six, everyone got, was it six legs that range from six to eight miles? Okay. Each leg being six to eight miles. After we left the runner meetup, we were at our team dinner. Our crew came up to us. We're like, okay, we had this, you know, our original plan was to do segments. Um, but after talking to people who run the speed project, who just have more experience, that's going to be too much. You guys are going to be destroyed because someone could have six miles uphill, six miles flat, six miles through a hundred degrees. So what we ended up doing was the first day we did 5k repeats through six mm. of us. Okay. And then <clears throat> we kept that going into the night. Um, once the night came in order to, to try to find some type of recovery, we each group, we were split into two groups of three would do um, three rounds of mile, five mile repeats. So Three, 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 to give the time oh, to give the group wait, that's, that's awesome. Smart. That's yeah. I'm sorry, you said there was a group that was doing the repeats and then that group stopped and then a new group came in. So at night it would be like, so if it's if it's the three of us, mm-hmm. we would do um three five K repeats. I think it was three times. Okay. So that way we would just be cycling through, I don't know, what is it, three, nine, 27, 30 miles. Yeah. Um, while the other group was sleeping. Yeah. to give enough time for some recovery. And then the next group would go in. Mm-hmm. When we got mm-hmm. back into the daytime, we went back to our five, our five um, K repeats went through that. And then we went, when we got to death Valley, we did one mile repeats cause it was just too hot. It was like a hundred miles. I mean, a hundred yeah. degrees. Yeah. Um, so we did one mile repeats and then the last night we broke it up one more time into those groups of three, but one group had four people um, cause we had registered 10 and we had to support another woman on our team. We are just one on our support team, help tag people out because they had like 17 miles of like uphill at like wow. two in the morning. So I woke mm-hmm. up or maybe it was like 11 at night. And so they were only doing like a couple meters at a time. And, you know, and that's why I think it was great to see runner strength, right? We had a girl on our team who, excuse me, a woman on our team who's just like a dog and she just like ate that hill up. We have someone that runs trails a lot who just had a better stretch and she got stuck in a stretch that was unsupported and had to do a trail by herself. Um, and then once we got mm. out of the, the, um, the night and up that uphill and down into Vegas, we just did like a couple miles at a time instead of doing those long segments. Right. That's that a strategy. That yeah. is a strategy. Okay. You know that math, the math GIF with like E equals MC squared. That's, that's what was happening. That's y'all. You were trying to sell that. So that's my crew, right? Like that's where I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was helpful because all we had to focus on was like getting up and running. Like mm-hmm. all the right. strategy and logistics our team took care of. And I think mentally that was so much more supportive to us as runners because we didn't have that additional tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have taking tips. So I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm going to be coming back to this podcast for yeah. myself. And, and everyone's really helpful to share too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are going to pull from this because I, I mean, I think too, it's about visibility of the race mm-hmm. um, for many people watching your story. But that was probably the first time they've seen yeah. the Speed Project. And so did you get a lot of questions from people on like how to sign up? Because let me tell you, Speed Project is really tricky. They do not, well, first of all, I don't even know if they have a social media account. They don't really advertise when you can sign up for the next year. Like we, Ian and I, our team, we've been, we've been looking. Is it, and and we're trying to get the in, but what is it? I honestly don't know because when I, so I got a phone call the second week of January and I, and I recorded it because our head of North American uh, running Robbie he did the same thing to me for Speed Project. He texts me, or um, Hood to Coast, he texts me, he goes, hey, do you have a minute? Back in August. Sorry, there's vacuum in um, my hallway. Um, is that in a, It's fine. No, okay, I so can't hear it. Cool. No. So there's a... Um, I thought you was rolling me. your eyes at Robbie. No, <laughs> no I was like, like it's like a vacuum, I can hear it. So he texts me in the beginning of August. He goes, hey, do you have a minute? I was like, yeah, what's up? And so I'm like, oh, it's like our head of running. Like, I'm going to pull over and talk to him really quick. And he asked me to do Hood to Coast, which I did not expect. Going into this year, when I was, um, for Christmas, I was overseas. And I was just like, hanging out. I was like, I feel like Robbie's going to text me in the beginning. Of- I just have this feeling. I have this feeling. Yeah. And sure as hell, he texts me the second week of January. He goes, he's like, what's up, Jeter? What are you up to? You got a minute to chat? I was like, I already know uh- what this is about. I already know. But... I thought, because last year they had to move Speed Project to later in the year, I think, because of COVID. I didn't realize it was in March. And so when mm. I first said yes, and I was look, I couldn't find information anywhere. I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. And um, that being said, there is an Instagram, but I don't know how people get invited. I don't know how you get onto the... I have no clue. But if I find out, I'm going to let well, you know. Well, since it I'm is just gonna, the, the... I'm just going to be texting their ass. I'm going to be in a like, like hey, hello. Hey, hey, how you doing? How many times <laughs> do I need to ask for you to say yes? You know. But what do I need to do? Morning, beautiful, grand rising. You know I mean, that's not the grand rising. The grand rising. But it's a vibe, right? Like you said, like, and I think showing, you know, something I say a lot is like running looks different and it, and it continues to grow and, and that continues to be the spirit of it. Like, like I said, I thought my sunglasses would be too much, but I put them on. I'm like, oh, this is the vibe. Like, it's this is it. Like, it's the Runner motivation. Kayla has arrived. You know yes. what I mean? And, my, and the, the girls I ran with were like, damn, I should have brought some cool shades. I was like, look, this is the Gary Jeter in me coming full force and I am not ashamed or afraid and we're going to have this braid and these sunglasses and just do it. That's it. It was a power braid with yeah. the glasses. Yeah. And I just, I was like, oh, she's, she's giving, she's, she's sending a message. <laughs> she's giving us it. an image. Okay. I love it. That picture with it. the braid that just, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just and, floating in midair. So that's actually a really interesting story in that area. I'm trying to, like, I'm going to look up the name of that name of that, um, the space we ran through because since it's an unsupported race and it's an unsanctioned, we run through some interesting neighborhoods, right? So this area is called Atalanto. It's in California. Um, their tagline is the city of unlimited possibilities. But the truth of that city is that it's in like a 10 mile, it's like in a close proximity to like 10 prisons. So yeah, exactly. Right. So we get to Atalanto and they're like, all right, we're gonna have to run through this area. It's kind of rough, you know, just be prepared. They're telling everyone. And then it's my turn to run. They're like, Jeter, you gotta run through Atalanto. I was like, this is wildly fitting. I feel like I'm the most appropriate person to run through this neighborhood as far as like right. familiarity, comfort, physical, just not really bothered. <laughs> so before going no, no, in, wait, wait, wait. 
Where Where are you from? Because you're not from Chicago. Where are you from again? I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. From Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio, okay. babe. Grew up in Solon, which is a suburb. But that being said, okay. I spent plenty of times, too much time in Kinsman, and now my mom and dad are around. I can say that out loud without being, being upset. <laughs> <laughs> but so then where suburb, what suburb of what major, because doesn't Ohio have like four major cities? So I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, you said suburb, Cleveland. Okay, right. A suburb of Cleveland called Solon. Okay, yeah, because we connect um, on the fact that like my my dad grew up in Cleveland and same same. Boop, bop, bop. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, so right. like South nah. Houston, Kinsman, I was down there way too much when I was supposed to be at my friend Shelly house. I mean, we were together. <laughs> we just weren't in Solon at all. <laughs> we were, at we all. said we was at. We were. I, also, like, and we might have to start a Patreon because I need y'all to talk a little bit more <laughs> about this meeting y'all had. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like that meeting between, uh, 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 what was it? Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. What? You see how he just be stretching truth? You see how he just be taking it and bringing it all the way over there? For no reason. Who was being said at this meeting between Kayla Jen and Courtney? But what the fuck was all Look, She gave me a tour of the Lululemon in Hyde Park and everything. You know what I mean? Like we, Yeah, it was great. I got to see all the photos. Like I'm a big supporter of everything that Lululemon is doing and the people that they're choosing to involve themselves with in the community and like taking your advice and like actual direction to make a a difference because the fact that Lululemon is in Hyde Park is, is great. (laughs) Because, um, I guess, and you, and you're, are you leading runs out of that location? Yeah, we're leading runs out of that that location. And before they even put a store down there, um, we had a couple conversations with leadership, letting them know, like, if you're going to put a store down in Hyde Park, like who works there and what's happening out there has to reflect the community. Yeah. This can't be white savior complex come in and and, and a field trip at the same point. You know what I mean? Like how are we actually supporting uplifting the neighborhood? And um, knowing that, you know, that's another conversation around deservedness, worthiness, investing in yourself and to see that space thrive. And I think that being well received by the community is it feels good. You know what I mean? Because black people, black women, black men, we deserve nice things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like and it shouldn't sure be that. limited to location of a store. Facts. Yeah, I'm here for that. Let me uh, let me, let's 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 take you back to uh to to Atlanta before we wrap up. Oh yeah, wanna, okay. So, I want to hear more about this story. You was talking about it at the Blue Bride, the, the, yeah. The, the Blue Bridge. I was like, I want to hear this. <laughs> so I, I share this because yes, we had a great time. The smiles were authentic. We like I had a blast. I would do it again in a heartbeat. All of it. What is this? T- Speed project. I would do it. All oh, over okay, again. So, okay, okay, Speed okay. Right. <laughs> I would do it all Sorry. over again. That being said, like the, there are parts of it that you can't prepare for and, and can be kind of rattling if you've never been in those experiences. So Atalanta, we're running through it. It's sun starting to set. We're going through this neighborhood and jewelry has to come off. Someone Wait, it's like that. Me. It's that serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah. are they saying that? So so when you said that there was prisons around there, it's, be, it's because the city is known for crime. It's not because yes. it's just where other Correct. cities ship their people to go to jail. It's known for crime. It's a uh, okay. I think all of the above. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I feel like these are things because sometimes, like, they're just because there's you know jails around doesn't mean that they're the people doing the things. Yeah, there's. Now, a, I wouldn't run past twenty six in California. So there's a. I actually pulled this up. When was this written? In twenty. This is back in twenty four okay. or twenty seventeen. It was updated. So Atalanto, their hash, their tagline is the city of unlimited possibilities. And the Huffington Post wrote an article about them and said Atalanto. So unlimited prison possibilities. So it's like it's known as a as a rough neighborhood. And Speed Project has offered to come in and help and provide assistance and just like 
I don't know, we're running through your town. Like we can at least give back. And they were like, nah, we're good. Um, so I'm running with our, someone from our crew, um, someone from a male crew, he's carrying pepper spray. And I'm just like, Hey y'all, I can see one of my running friends. I'm waving to them. People are out on like porches. Like it's yeah. Friday night. So people are outside doing their thing, low rider cars. Yeah. I think that the, the, the most unsettling part, I think was the, within the WhatsApp group, there's a lot of like, that's where the reports happen of people getting harassed, of stray mm-hmm. dogs, mm-hmm. of people on motorbikes. And so we were running through, we got a report of stray dogs and ranging from chihuahuas to pit bulls. And so we're running through, we're getting towards the end of the city and this big pit bull jumps down from the porch and starts pacing against the fence. And it's a low fence. Like, it's not like way high. Yeah, if and it, it wanted to, it if could, he could. And, and he jumps down, starts pacing against the fence and you see the family on the porch going, good job. And I was like, if I get attacked by a pit bull running a fun run, I swear, like I'm going to lose it. So we're running, we make it through the neighborhood unfazed. There was like two chihuahuas that like came up like with, with big, bad energy trying to do something. And we did check a few times and we're turning this corner. And so the RV, the next exchange is around this corner near the airplane graveyard. So it's like this place, it's like this long stretch of land where they store airplanes they're not currently using, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's really cool. Sun setting. So it's getting dark and I see like this four wheeler come towards me and a four wheeler behind them. And this guy's like up on his, on like popping a wheelie, like doing 12 o'clock. Yeah. Like just having fun. We get to the exchange and our team looks rattled. We're like, what, what is happening? They're like, yo, these groups of four wheelers just try to hit three runners, like coming up like really close and like dodging them. And then we're just like, really? how are we to run into the night now, knowing yeah. that there's people out here trying to hit people? So an exchange happens. We go to the next one. We're riding along, and that's what we're sleeping. We had to go through an area that was like super dark. Um, another, it wasn't an unsupported area. So they no street lights, no street lights, seven right. miles, like a vision quest, essentially yeah. at that point, mm-hmm. seven miles, they come out <laughs> vision quest straight up. They came out like, so they come out, we exchange. I'm up again with another girl and the road's called Yermo and it's another dark unlit road, but like a Jeep can be on it. So we're running along. I'm running first and a Jeep comes up passive with a runner. Like, Hey, just be careful. There's a guy on a, on a motocross bike with no lights on. That's coming really close to runners. This is at like 2am. And I'm like, great. So I'm running. I hear like one time the Jeep rev a little bit and I stop and I kind of freak out. Like, is this my, our Jeep like drives up to me and stops to protect me. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I think I'm good. So I'm driving. And then I do my leg. I switch with the next girl. She starts running she's still going. Mm -hmm. And the motocross guy comes up. And he gets so close to our Jeep that like our driver said he could have put his hand out and touched him. And, he, and it's like, it's like stuff like that where you're sleep deprived, you're hungry, yeah. it's dark, your mind starts to really fuck with you. And um, that's, I think what makes it the most challenging. Mm-hmm. But at yeah. some point, like knowing your crew is there, it just, it makes it so fun. So fun. Man. And w- this is in uh, um, Nevada or is this in California? This is in California. Okay, so like you're approaching the border mm-hmm. or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds it's gritty, it's like fun. an adventure. It is an Man. adventure. Yeah, now go sign up for a speed project, everybody. When you get an invite, I feel like you're like waiting on the golden ticket. Right. <laughs> They're like, you're not cool enough yet. We'll see you next year. <laughs> you know, I'm, we're, we're getting in. It's, yeah, it's they're definitely cool. It's, enough we're definitely sure. getting in. Uh, yeah. We're going to figure it out. Uh, so 
I have one last question for you. You like to read books. You do a lot of morning pages. Um, what do you it, like? Do you have any suggestions top of mind of like current reads or past reads that you really love yeah. and, or like even podcasts or just things that motivate you in the morning since, you know, you do wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. What it like? Oh, yeah. Two questions. Recommendations. Okay. And also, please, I want to know what your morning routine is. Okay. Um, recommendations. First book that came to mind is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh, it is a great book about owning the ideas and passions that come to your heart and then having it be your responsibility to put them out into the world. Um, mm-hmm. And what can happen if you don't act on them, they go to someone else or ideas, which I thought was, was really, really powerful. Um, podcasts. I, I love Brene Brown. I think her work in shame and vulnerability is really powerful. Um, so dare to lead. Um, and then lovey Ajay Jones. She does a podcast with, uh, or a couple episodes with, uh, I'm blanking on her name also actually. Dang. I'm gonna have to come back to that one, but lovey Ajay Jones in general, she's a bestselling, um, New York times author about, uh, disrupting just, normalcy in general she has a lot of really great things to say about like putting an exclamation point on your life like not i'm a runner but like i'm a runner like owning who you are and finding pride in that yeah i love that um morning routine you know i'm 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 playing with it right now uh i feel like we have to play with it all the time It's, it's never like it's more like what is your your thing currently because yeah i think just for anyone who doesn't know because I think that it's so mm-hmm. like on social media we talk about these things so much where it's like yeah. successful people do these things yeah. but it's like no successful people do things and then make adjustments and then like yes. figure out what's best for them in the moment yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so right now it's still waking up early it's not f- at five o'clock anymore I've I've had too much in my day I've realized to like burn the, the candle at both ends so six o'clock feels good <laughs> right that's well, where I've been different. at yeah, yeah. Six o'clock feels good. Um, and then I always get in some type of movement, whether it's, especially now it's getting warmer in the morning and light in the morning, go for a run or go to the gym. And then honestly, like 15 minutes of just sitting quietly, whether it's journaling and the journaling, just like reflecting on the morning I just had, or just like sitting quietly, like silence has been, has become really important in my morning routine. Then I get my day started pretty short. Mm. She makes it seem so simple, but when you see her on social media, it'd be like an elaborate thing. I'm like, wow, you did all <laughs> these things thing. already? Right. Jeez. And but recording. also, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I do all things. Yeah. You know, you helping us all out. <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, thank you. I was, I'm looking at Ian like, do you have know? I'm trying to like... No, I listen, I've been writing questions as you talk and then like you keep talking and then you answer them and I'll be like, okay, well, then I have zero questions. He's left with nothing. I'll just make comments and commentary this entire time because you do, you explain things very well. Thank you very much. You know, you you explain them in a way where people who don't know now know. Well, I appreciate this opportunity because I've been at like unpacking and digesting speed projects since it ended. um, Yeah. And I have, and I haven't, really had time to even still like emotionally work through it because it feels like, like we're so quick to jump to the next thing. So having yeah. a space like this, just to talk about it and be like, that was dope. And not that only was, was dope. it dope, but like I did it. And not you only did. That I did it, but like I was a black woman out here doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So much bigger than me. And I, I, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity and I love 
people that were like, what the hell did you just do? Like what? Right. I'm like, Hey, we all, we could do it. Like we can do it. I mean, it's, it's a, it has to be an experience. I mean, yeah. It has to be. I feel like when Aaron, you know, did the uh, mm. escape to Chicago, like he came back different, like yeah. as far as an athlete and his, you know, yeah. journey, like he came back, like really like his mind was just like resetting. Yeah. Just really ready to go, being able to push your limit and do something that's outside of your norm. Right. That's what this life's about. My, no, I love that. I love that. What uh what do you have uh what's planned next? What do you have coming up? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause I wanna what? know what's next too. I want to know if you are running things, but just real just it just occurred to me. What are like the top three things that you would suggest for any like long relay teamed race experience like what were the things you feel like you could not live without or you wish you had okay um as far as preparation goes the training like Mm -hmm. the the complement of which should surprise no one of strength training but not for weight but for functionality and really developing the lower extremities in a way that supported a continued effort and like an intentional thing behind it, not just like doing a couple calf raises a week, like to the point where I was waking up like, damn, I really don't want to train. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but knowing you have to go in. So the strength training, the time on your feet, I focus less on mileage and more on time. So my runs were structured by like 30 minutes, 45, 90, 90 was the longest run that I did. And then within that, each of those runs, I would do speed play. So it wasn't just like 90 minutes of running. It was like 10 minutes, easy, five minutes of strides eight minutes of, you know, on like sprints to walk. Mm -hmm. So having fun to break up that time to keep it interesting. Um, What else would I suggest? What I didn't have. But what about like in the RV? I saw you had the boots. I saw you had the recovery thing. I saw, what about food? Okay. So we were spoiled and I I heard there were some conversations about it, which I think are just more feelings that they didn't think this far ahead. We had a massage therapist, which I think was game changing. Wow. Oh my God. Add that to the list. Melissa from Escape to Shy group. She's up in Toronto. Um, She was just to have someone to like rub out your calves and like your glutes was great. The boots were fantastic. We had the hyper ice, um, hypervolt guns. Food was tough just because like, you're not really hungry. Like you're running, you're hungry in between, but it's hot and then you're going to run. So I would suggest what you should do. We stopped, we made two big stops. The van was packed with like recovery stuff, fruit, bananas, bars, that stuff. But go back to the the turkey sandwich or the lunch sandwich that really carried you in elementary school. (laughs) We each got like two foot longs and we just rationed those over the course of like, we got one in the beginning, we rationed that. We got another one later on in the trip. And it was money and make sure yeah. someone knows how to work the bathroom and the RV as far as dumping it. Cause that needs to happen. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> See, this podcast isn't long enough, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those are logistics we didn't have to deal with, but we later learned was a whole situation. Cause you can't just dump it anywhere. There's certain dumping sites and certain things you can put down there. And it's just less of a, I'm a real wilderness okay. girl. Essentially is what I'm All getting right. at. <laughs> Notes taken. Yes. Okay. So now, yeah. What, what are you doing? Are you training for the Chicago half? Did you, you know, can we convince you to run a marathon? So I am doing the half. I haven't really said it anywhere because I don't want to put fanfare around it, but I am running the Chicago half. 
Um, I'm doing a 10K in Cleveland, which I'm super excited about. So I'm doing the 10K, I'm doing the half. And then um, honestly, I'm just staying ready for for if Robbie calls me again. <laughs> like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, point, getting you need to be doing. I'm getting ahead of any potential uh, crazy runs that come up. I just saw my, uh, so that's my goal just to continue like building mileage and, and feeling strong. But that's it for right now. I'm going to go support the Berlin Marathon. Keyword okay. being support. Wow. Uh, okay. So, She's a traveling babe. She also went to Abu Dhabi, I believe, for <laughs> uh, her birthday. Yeah. 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 I was there you for know. USA Volleyball coaching. So, yeah. Oh, you're coaching. Yeah, I was there for coaching and then I stayed. See, that ain't what your story said. Right. <laughs> right. Not what your story said. I said, babes took a whole flight and said, I'll see you later. I'm on a different time zone, other side of the world. Mm, see you when I get back. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel I'll be. Oh, if y'all have any suggestions for run crews overseas, I'm going to London next week. Um, so if you know anyone internationally, let me know. I'll be in London, Amsterdam, and Paris. So, yeah, well, but Berlin definitely has a couple. Um, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll send you a couple DMs. Hey, we love that. That's all I got, Ian. What about you? That's it. I'm I'm enjoying it. That was fun. That was nice. Oh. I liked it. I can't wait. You got me super excited for the speed project. I can't wait to experience it for myself and my running family. Um, um, where can people follow Ms. Kater Jeter? Okay. So I'm mostly on Instagram at fit and full by Kayla. I'm trying to do the TikTok thing. It's the same fit and full by Kayla, but TikTok is just, you know, it's it's, it, I don't understand it. Um, and then I am on Twitter at Kayla Jeter underscore. So I want to thank y'all so much for this opportunity to chat with y'all and share my story and just keep, just keep sharing running and and broadening, broadening what it looks like because there's so much out there and it's, I really appreciate it. I appreciate what y'all are doing. Well, we'll, you'll definitely hear from us again. We'll definitely want you to come back on because we love seeing you just continue to explore the sport and motivate us. So thank you for making your debut here. (laughs) Yeah, truly. And if anything, yeah, see you next time. (laughs) I want to have I want to have a a bigger conversation around, you know, training, training as an athlete. Yes. Yeah. Let's get into that. And movement and stuff like that. I've I've had conversations with you one off about certain things about mobility Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I want I want you to get a little nerdy the next time you come on. And Gladly. stuff like that and share all of that with us because we, you know, we trying to, we trying to build bodies of athletes yes. and yeah. we trying to achieve these goals, you know, like there's so many people in the community who are, are truly, they've gotten past the threshold of, oh, these are new experiences. Mm-hmm. These are things that we're trying now. A lot of, a lot of our runners and friends are like trying to PR, they yeah, trying to yeah. progress and stuff like that. And it does, it, it takes a, a higher level of training and dedication. Yeah. And I'm, there's something I'm learning right now. So I want to kind of talk to you through that. So you're going to come back real soon. <laughs> well, you know where to find me. Just tap me. Thanks, Kayla. Awesome. Thanks, y'all. Talk Bye. soon. Bye. Bye. Okay. And that was our conversation with Kayla Jeter. I love it. <laughs> I was like literally legit, like legitimately digesting it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt really good. It felt really good. The street project sounds like so much fun. I'm kind of jealous. I can't even say like, oh my God, I wish I was there. 
Yeah. I will. When I do it, I want like her to be there. <laughs> like right. I want, you know, like I want us all to be there. I want love seven on Sundays. I want gumbo fit. I want Lululemon. I want all the people's. I want to be surrounded by like people we know when we do it. Oh yeah. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be, yes, we will be doing these runs pretty much together. <laughs> <laughs> Two RVs. Bussing, you know what I'm Bussing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now we're gonna we're gonna track down. We'll track down the per the people in charge of the speed project and make sure that our teams are there next year. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah, keep a lookout. And um, now that we have reached the end of our podcast episode, what does your card say? What does my card say? You want to read? Yeah. <laughs> You thought I forgot. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So the first is y'all, y'all just have no idea how much I am enjoying this relationship. It's amazing. But um, let's see. It says, Happy birthday to my forever by my side guy. It says <laughs> <laughs> this is the game. This is the uh, <laughs> 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 a guy who works hard and plays that way too. A guy I can count on to know what to do. A guy with a heart as warm as a smile. A guy who will go about 10 extra miles. Wow. A guy who, yes, right? <laughs> a guy wow. who's as gentle and strong as could be. A guy who's the best thing of all here with me. And this is probably going to be the last card I ever get because I'm going to read the little blurb that she put in. <laughs> <laughs> she said, no more. I'm sharing too much. It says, it says so in the store, this card seemed like a good idea. But as I was looking at it more closely, I'm not really sure what's going on here. <laughs> anyway, the card spoke to me. Hey, wait a minute. Anyway, the card spoke to me. I wish the dogs were black labs, but whatever. Bottom right. line is, you're my forever guy, and I'm forever grateful for our love, Karen, your puzzle piece. Wow, that is love. Mm-hmm. That is love. That's runner's love. Oh my God. Right, she had me at 10 extra miles. I was like, baby. Blossoming right in front of you, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, 10 30 extra, extra miles. miles for, right. for you, right. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, yes, that was caking with the runner's club. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, send in your caking notes, your caking emails, yes. your inputs. When You know, if you found your running bay and you still with that running bay, we want to Yo, know about what it. Is, I got a question for y'all. What is the dopest thing your running bay has done for you? Either on a run or outside of a run, but what's what's that fire thing? Shout your shout out your running bay. Yeah. Yep. Just uh, please. Oh. Runners Club773 at gmail.com. Oh yeah, that's what you sent it. My bad. I forgot, yeah. I forgot what you sent it. I'm like, there's Damn, something missing here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Drop it, drop it just, in seven just, on Sunday. Yeah, right. Time. I don't care. DM us yeah. if if you really want to. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, we so we want to know. The episode, the episodes are populating on YouTube. We dropped, we got the first season almost up there. And then you will be seeing the videos from our last three episodes really soon. And so go there, like, subscribe, make it happen. I know a lot of y'all are still working from home, so you know you got two screens already. Throw us up on one of them while you're pretending like you're paying attention to the Zoom meeting. You know, keep the mic on mute, you feel me? And uh, yeah, get these miles. Keep training, keep going. 
You're going to see y'all at the half. You know, Seven on Sundays will be there cheering for you. You know, we uh, we, 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 we are getting our equipment for the cheer sections. We are slowly leveling up the screen tunnel. So, you know, that will be in full, in full effects. Uh, follow us at Seven on Sundays to see where the, the, the screen tunnel, the half marathon screen tunnel will be. Because, you know, we bring in the energy. You know that's where you're gonna get the refuel, the extra power up to finish the rest of that run. So, and there you have it, folks. We'll see you next time. This is the Runners Club podcast. We out. Peace.